You're listening to Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Now, from the heart of Amish country, here's Troy and Howie. Good morning, and uh, wow, Troy, it's our third show already, so uh, welcome to, uh, and as you just heard, by the way, uh, our our listener who actually uh, looked into wanting to be a part of, uh, I guess, I don't know if you want to call it a contest or uh, or if we want to call it a dare, I don't know what you want to call it, Troy, but uh, they, they took our challenge. And, uh, and they ended up uh, talking us in, and uh, it sounded pretty good. What would you think? Yeah, I liked it. Uh, big thanks to Tam there for, for laying our intro out. And uh, of the people that called in, uh, she was the lucky winner, I guess you There say. you go. So, yeah, so she took our challenge. And you know what, too? I mean, if people want to do that in the future, I kind of like that. And it, it's, a, it's a way for people to kind of be included on the show and be a part of it. So if they want to do that, uh, feel free uh, to uh, do your own intro and uh, talk us up on Facebook. Uh, go on Facebook and uh, clip, or I should say, click on the uh, uh, the uh, site link. I guess it's the voicemail link, and uh, it'll walk you through the next steps as far as uh, recording a voicemail. And then uh, you can kind of do that uh, on your own. So, but yeah, yeah and go ahead. If, I, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, there, Howie, um, there's direct links on our on our uh, facebook page i think yeah yeah there's a direct link to our voicemail on facebook Uh, it kind of looks like a website but it's it's actually a link to the voicemail so i I think people are getting a little confused with that but yeah you can check it out on facebook uh and also other ways to contact us check us out on twitter at stay tuned tnh Uh, you can also email us uh stay tuned tnh at gmail.com and uh, we are now on many podcasts, uh, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, which is kind of where we originally started, and, uh, and Anchor, which is kind of like our home podcast, if you will. And I know you have a little bit more to share about the, the podcast, Troy. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to make sure people know that if you subscribe to whatever podcast uh, platform you use, um, you'll get our show as soon as it drops. And we sure would appreciate it uh, if you would do that. And also, please leave us a rating and a review. Um, you know, hopefully five stars. But uh, if not, <laughs> you know, let us know. Let us know what we can do better. If there's something else you'd like us to hear, or or if you'd something else you'd like to hear from us. Um, and also, please make sure you share it with your friends, or just share it on social media or whatever. Get the word out for us. Um, if you're enjoying what you're hearing, we we would sure appreciate if you would share that with other people so they can enjoy it as well. And um, also, check out our merchandise page. It's, uh, the, the website is tchip.com, and there is a link also on our social, social media platforms to get to that. Um, but if you just go to tchip.com, uh, right when you get to the page at the top, it says, what are you looking for? And if you type in stay tuned, it'll take you to all our merchandise. And there's so many different things you can get on there, different color backgrounds. I mean, you can get cup coasters. You can get bracelets. <laughs> obviously, you can get T-shirts, sweatshirts, um, Anything yeah. like that. Troy, so, how do you spell how do you spell um, T chips, by the way? T chip is just like you would beginning of a T shirt, like T E E or like a golf tee. Mm-hmm. So it's T E E C H I P and then dot com. Okay. So that's pretty so easy. Please check that page out. And if you if there's any merchandise uh, you would want there, like I said, you can find whatever you'd be looking for on there. And uh, that's a big thank you to 
good friend of the show, Jesus Perez. Our longtime listener. He set us up. And yeah, <laughs> our, our, our loyal longtime listener, Jesus Perez. Um, he, he was running all the uh, groundwork on that and getting that set up for us, as well as the logo he did, which is, was absolutely amazing. We're still, you know, bamboozled by how quickly and awesomely he did that. Um, but please, you know, support him as well. Uh, Ace in the Hole signs and graphics for any uh, sign needs or, uh, you know, if you want to have anything printed to a T-shirt or anything like that, he can help you there. And if you have something, you know, more original that you'd like done uh, to really get into his creative end of his mind, uh, Dirty Baby Original. So please look him up on Facebook. If you have any artistic needs, he can certainly help you. Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe I'm just a little partial, Troy, but uh, I think our logo looks pretty amazing on T-shirts or, or sweatshirts or whatever there is out there. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm pretty impressed. Yeah, we, we we might have a little bit of bias there, but yeah, I do agree with you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, but yeah, uh, Jesus, uh, definitely, he's been very supportive of us, and I really am impressed with what he did with the logo. And he kind of, I guess he kind of instituted, instituted the um, the website too, did he not? Uh, for the teacher, yeah. you mean? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about that, honestly, as far as, um, I think T-Chip's just, uh, uh, you know, just a platform that people can use, but gotcha. he, he did all the groundwork to getting it set up. Okay. I mean, he got, he got our logo put on there and he sent me the link and, uh, he had me, you know, set up our account online so that we can get into everything. But yeah, he, he did all the groundwork on that. So that's just another big props to Jesus for doing that for yeah, us. And like I, so he's helped, he's, he's helped us out in so many ways. Definitely. Already. And like I said before, man, if you, if you didn't get a chance to check out his uh, creative work, definitely check, not only check out our, our um, social media pages with our logo, but also check out his work by itself. I mean, the stuff that he does is really, really amazing. He just has some amazing artistic talent. Yeah, he sure does. He sure does. So we appreciate it. Thank you, Jesus, for everything you do for us. We sure appreciate it. And uh, I guess uh, with that being said, Troy, a little bit of a more somber uh, lead into, but uh, we did lose a a friend, a a mutual friend of ours uh, this past week. In fact, only a couple of days ago, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, if I if I saw correctly by his uh, sister's Facebook post, I think it was uh, June fourth is when he passed. Uh, our our good friend and coworker Mike Ebersol been battling illness for quite a little bit of time now, and um, I, I don't know all the details, and this isn't really the platform to do that. But um, yeah, unfortunately, he lost his battle, and uh, and we lost him, and um. Uh, it really hit me because I, I really I thought he was on the mend. I thought he was doing better, and I was hoping to hear his voice back on the air again. I know, I know. In fact, uh, I would stay in touch with him via Facebook because he would he would definitely post and let us know that. In fact, I know he was struggling because he was even questioning uh, a lot of things on Facebook about you know if he's ever going to make it out of this. And then uh, in due time, he ended up getting discharged from the hospital, and I'm thinking, oh, that that's awesome because I almost think he spent like. He spent maybe close to three months in the hospital. Yeah. Um, I, jeez, if something remembers, I don't, I'm just going off memory here, but I think it was somewhere around 70 days. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, he, you know, he spent quite a bit of time in the hospital. And when, when the uh, news came out that he was going to be discharged, I'm thinking, oh, 
it's about time, you know, he's, he's finally on the mend and things are going to get better. I mean, I wasn't sure if he was ever going to return to radio again, uh, but at least he was going to start getting healthy. And then literally just without any warning, we, we find that he passed and it's like, Oh my gosh. I, I mean, that really hit with me because, uh, you know, I, I knew him the entire 18 years of working in radio and, uh, yeah. you know, in fact, when you and I started, he was, uh, I believe, in his sixth year of radio because I think he was there for a total of 24 years. And Well, six, sixth year at that station. Yeah, sixth yeah. year at that station. Yeah, definitely. And, um, and I'll tell you what, for someone who was there and, and who was an obvious veteran of not only the station that we worked at, but uh, in previous radio stations uh, before that, you know, he, he didn't treat anybody like he was above anybody. And no, he was so easy to get along oh. with. He was always joking mm-hmm. around and uh, he was a huge Packers fan. Yeah. And, um, you know, we'd, we'd always talk football. He, he just loved football. Honestly, he really did. Yeah. He told me about all the times so he went to green Bay and to Lambeau field. Mm-hmm. And he, he really <laughs> liked that. And um, yeah, it's, oof, it's, it's really tough. Um, I have a quick story here. Sure. Real quick I'll get into is, um, there was a uh, in our area. There's a station. It's called 105.7 The X now, but back in the uh, early '90s, it was called Hot 105.7, mm-hmm. and it played you know your modern top 40 type stuff. Right. And uh, they always had a segment on there where you could call in. And little did I know, I was talking to Mike Ebersol, <laughs> but because he was known back then as Metro Mike, and we would I would call into the radio station, you know, as a 11, 12 year old kid or whatever, and and just be requesting songs and yeah. you know, little did I know less than 10 years later, I'd be working with a man, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He was, uh, uh, definitely an easy person to talk to. And he definitely, you know what? He had an amazing radio voice too. Uh, you know, oh, he so did. He was, Absolutely. He did. And, and his was one of those voices where, you know, when he came onto the air, you didn't have to even leave any doubt. You knew, Oh, that's Mike, you know? So, yep. um, I'd love when he would do his remote broadcast from different mm-hmm. places. And I know the people that he would go to, um, they loved when he was there as well. He, he always included everybody there. He had such a good time mm-hmm. at his remotes. And when I, if I had a chance, you know, because with, with my job, I do travel around the County a lot. And if he was at a remote and I happened to be somewhere in that yeah. area, I would almost always stop in and just say hi to him. Real oh quick. yeah. Yeah. Same, <laughs> same with me. Like, even if I went into, uh, like, for example, if I had to go to an event, like with my other job, I would go to uh, the YMCA, for example, and he would be doing a live mm-hmm. remote from there. I would always make it a point to go visit him and see how he's doing. And uh, but, yeah, he would always without hesitation, he would always ask how the family was. I mean, that was like his thing. He was always more concerned mm-hmm. about everybody else than probably even himself uh, when it all came mm-hmm. down to it. And yeah, I I just, you know, from posting pictures on social media and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And there would be so many times when, um, because when I first met him, you know, I'm just a single, whatever guy, no family, mm-hmm. nothing like that, you know, just trying to figure out my path in life, that type of thing. And there'd be so many times just recently where I would post something on social media uh, about my family or a picture of my family or whatever. And he'd always private message me and he'd say, I'm proud of you, kid. You know, something like yeah. that. <laughs> Almost like a father yeah. figure type thing, you know? Like, <laughs> Yeah, and he, so, yeah, so. And whenever I would visit him, too, it's like he knew what I did for a living, and uh, he would always pull me aside. And I don't know if he ever did this with you, but it seems like he did this with everybody. He would put his arm around you, 
and he would just like squeeze you and be like, you know, I'm really glad that I know you. And then he, <laughs> and then uh, and he goes, you know, what you do, and uh, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you're able to do it and work with the public you work with. But my gosh, I am so glad that someone like you is able to do that. And uh, you know, it just always made me feel good. You know, even you know, just to just to hear it from somebody, much less you know, hear it from Mike. And and he was just always he, genuine. I think with everything he said. Yeah, genuine, and he you know he cared about the community. You know, one of the one of the things that he loved doing most, um, yeah, and he might have even loved it more than being on air, was um, when he would when he got his uh, announcing gigs at the different schools. Yes. Um, I think mostly it was LVC, but I think he did some at the Elizabethtown High School mm-hmm. too, which that's the area he's from. Yeah. Um, but he he loved doing that. He loved announcing the games. Yeah, I was gonna say he um, was uh, he did basketball for um, LVC. I think women's. Basketball, Lebanon Valley College. Yeah. we should say yeah, that for people true. that aren't listening from the yeah, Lebanon, Val- <laughs> Lebanon Valley College. He would be the announcer for uh, women's basketball. I think it was just women's basketball there. Correct. He he did he did football as well. Um, but when he had his first health scare, might have been like twelve or thirteen or something mm-hmm. like that. That's when he had to take a break from the football, and I think he just uh, strictly stayed wow. on with the basketball. Okay, that, I did I not know that. If I'm re- if I'm remembering correctly, okay, yeah, you might be right. And then obviously he went on to Elizabethtown High School, which is in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. which is the high school he's from, and uh, and he would announce uh, basketball games. And I don't know, maybe he did more than just basketball there, but I, I just know him from um, basketball there. Yeah, I, I think it was just basketball at the high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and you know, some of them games would go pretty late. So he's out <laughs> late doing that, and then coming know, into work, and then having, yeah, getting up at whatever time to be on air mm-hmm. with uh, with Steve and stuff in the morning. Uh, I don't know exactly. I think he probably started at a five, maybe on a on a weekend. Uh, I don't know. I believe he did. I mean, I yeah. think I think so. He Steve was so there he might have been. But... Yeah, Steve. Steve would always get in there first, but then I think after Steve's first hour, that would be when Mike would start chiming right. in. Um, but yeah, that. I mean, you might have figured those games might be going 11 o'clock at night sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, and then he's going home, getting a few hours of sleep <laughs> and then coming right back into work, you know, but that's yeah. how much he loved that doing that. that sure he did. didn't mind, you know, going on a whim of sleep just to go out there and do that because he, oh man, he would always post pictures of himself with the kids. Yeah. And, oh. and, and you know what? And he seemed to always get a positive response from even, even the kids that he was announcing for because i would always absolutely i would always read the uh the responses he would get like on facebook and they were nothing but like very genuine gratitude towards the services that he did especially when he announced that he was no longer going to be announcing the basketball games at uh, lebanon valley college uh it, it just seemed like there was an overpour of oh we're so sorry to see you go and we really wish you know that you could stick with us and you know, we really enjoy your, your work here. I mean, just nothing but gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. He sure will be missed, man. He was a great guy. Yeah. And, ugh, he was always posting his pictures. He couldn't wait to get to the beach. Mm-hmm. Always loved going to the beach. Yeah. Always posted a now, picture of him with a, with a glass of, uh, I think it was like a, a margarita glass or something along those lines. Uh, mm-hmm. I forget what his favorite drink was, but he would always post it. Uh, yeah, and uh, we can only hope he's uh, relaxing with that glass on the beach in the sky right now. <laughs> That's right. Uh, That's right. Yeah, he, but he, yeah, he sure he sure will be missed, man. Very sure genuine will. guy. And you know what? And uh, 
you know, to be honest with you, it's very hard to find genuine people in radio. I know that sounds a little weird uh, coming from me <laughs> or coming from us, but uh, <laughs> it just seems like a lot of people in radio aren't who they appear to be. And, and what you heard on the radio was who Mike was. Yes, and, I, I will totally agree yeah, with that. And I, and I just think that he was, he was that person and, uh, and you didn't have to guess how he was like off the radio. Uh, because that was Mike. What you heard on the radio was him, and uh, and he would yep. definitely be missed. I will, I will definitely, genuinely miss him as well. Yeah, yeah. Just, just even keeping in touch with him on social media, like we did. It was, uh, yeah. I don't know how to transition out of this, but yeah, he. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Well, you know what? I know one way we can transition, uh, Troy. Maybe, uh, you know, we did come up with a, a new segment, so maybe you want to kind of talk us into we, that. We did. We did. Um, we, we, this is a good time to break here. We can do our, our new segment. It's we're going to call it Mystery Sound Clip. Yep. Um, so stay tuned, and let's see if you can guess this audio clip from June 1st, 1967. And as uh, soon, uh, soon as we hear that sound clip, we'll, we'll go right into a commercial, and then we'll come back. How's that sound, Troy? That sounds good. All right, and we'll be right back. And uh, any guesses on that mystery sound clip, folks? And I'll give you a couple seconds before I announce that. But uh, anyway, that was from uh, 1967. Uh, I, I think we got a couple different dates that we looked up, but seems like the uh, the consensus was June 1st, 1967, and uh, that was uh, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band was debuted here in America. By the way. And, uh, yes. yeah. So, and did it debut at number one? Is that correct, Troy? It did. It debuted at number one and, uh, it was there for 15 weeks in the United States. Okay. Um, and it, de- it debuted a week earlier in the United Kingdom, but, um, yeah, May 26th, I, think was, I believe I thought yeah, I saw. And I, I think it was there a little bit longer. I think it was a little bit higher on, uh, stayed on their charts a little bit longer than it did here, but, um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, I'll tell you what, ahead. you want to talk about a controversial album? Uh, there was a lot of things that was going on. Uh, I know uh, from what I understand, from what I was reading, it sounds like the Beatles were kind of on the verge of breaking up. In fact, this was their eighth album, I believe they made. And, uh, and they were kind of at the point where I think, I think they said that they were getting bored with each other. They were getting bored. And, and the quote was, we were getting bored being the Beatles. I don't know how you get mm. bored of being the Beatles, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so they, they got to the point where, you know, they were being bored, they were getting a little bored and they came up with this album, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band. And, uh, and they, they got a second wind, I guess you could say. And a lot of things <clears throat> were going on. They, they kind of made this uh, album specifically the album cover, a little controversial along with some of the songs in it as well. But the album mm-hmm. cover was a little controversial because if you ever take a look at the album cover, it'll have a picture of a bunch of celebrities, a bunch of iconic people. And I know John Lennon uh, 
when they were doing the album cover, they initially asked to have uh, Jesus Christ, Adolf Hitler of all people, Mahatma Gandhi uh, to appear on the cover, uh, along with all the other celebrities. And I think you had mentioned Marilyn Monroe's on there. And yeah, I, I can't tell for sure, but it does look like her on the right yeah, side. So yeah. I'm sure it was 1967. She was pretty popular then. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so but all three of those suggestions were actually next. But yet then back in 2007, uh, the artist uh, responsible for the design of the picture on the album cover, who is uh, Jan Hayworth, revealed that, uh, well, technically that wasn't true. They didn't nix all of them. In fact, the uh, the one that they definitely put in was Adolf Hitler. And I guess they said if you look real close on the album cover behind the band, uh, you can yep. kind of see that Adolf is uh, is shown there uh, in that crowd, which is kind of interesting. Like, why why would Adolf Hitler make make the cut over Mahatma Gandhi or Jesus? You know? Yeah. So, yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, so it was interesting. Um, if I'm if if I'm looking at the cover here correctly, uh, it looks like it's it's John on the left, Ringo, mm-hmm. and then Paul, and then George, and it looks like uh, maybe kind of right above. Ringo is where I think I see Adolf's head there. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'm looking at the album cover myself and I'm like, yeah, this is, this is quite, is that what you're seeing as well? That's what I'm seeing as well. That's what I would have guessed. What you just said is is my guess as well. But uh, yeah, it does look like it could be uh, Adolf Hitler. So, but yeah, that was interesting. I just found that was like, Oh my gosh. But, uh, but yeah, and it's one of those uh, album covers, too, where you could probably look at it 20 different times and you'll have 20 different views on it. And uh, Yeah. Well, there's but, also a lot of yeah. little controversy. Um, we were, we were kind of talking about this before we recorded, and I, I don't know all mm-hmm. the details because I'm not – I wasn't a huge Beatles fan growing up. I mean, yeah, I me respect neither. them. I liked them. And, um, and to be honest, you know, I, I, I probably like them a lot more now than I did as a mm-hmm. kid because I understand it a lot more. But anyway, there was a – a rumor that back in 1967 that Paul McCartney had passed away in a car accident. Yeah. And um, supposedly somewhere on this cover, you can see some sort of encryption that leads to you thinking that, that it wasn't actually Paul, um, that it's actually somebody that the record company found that looked like Paul and, um, Mm -hmm. and he filled in for him. And it even leads to a whole bunch of other conspiracies uh, in strawberry fields forever there's a clip in the song. Um, it, supposedly the band says it says cranberry sauce, but it, you know, if you listen to it, it kind of sounds like I buried Paul. Um, and then the Abbey road cover is supposed to be signified of a funeral procession. So it's, there, there's so many different weird conspiracies yeah. about that whole Paul thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we'll probably never truly hear the real answer behind all those uh, conspiracies, no. but and they probably liked it that way. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Especially, <laughs> you know, I mean, as far as the original Beatles, I mean, who's left? Uh, Paul and uh, Ringo. Is it just those two? Wow. Yeah, if if it is Paul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. If it's if it's truly Paul, it's just Paul and Ringo, right? So, yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's kind of what an interesting uh interesting album cover it's like this is like the first week that i actually took notice and studied it a little bit but it's it's crazy to think with uh with them mm-hmm. you know i, I don't want to stay on this subject too no. long here you know but um it's just crazy to think those minds in that band i mean lennon and mccartney you know wrote the majority of those songs mm-hmm. but george harrison 
gets so overlooked in that band. It's ridiculous. There's so many people that say he was actually probably, if, if not a better songwriter, just as good as Lennon and McCartney were, but I guess Lennon and McCartney's egos were just a little bit bigger, so they overtook everything. And you know? you know what, though? Kudos to George, because he probably could have made a bigger issue out of it, and uh, ultimately it probably would have ended up the band not staying as long as they did. Yeah, you're probably right. And it's not. And to be honest, I mean, I, I don't have the info here in front of me, but how, how long were they together? Maybe nine years? Like, you you would think it would be 50 years but yeah that's what i'm saying yeah but it wasn't really that long and look at the songs they put out in that time frame that's amazing yeah <laughs> and what i always hear is when people like the beatles and and other you know big name groups you, you always look at the songs that like their biggest songs their biggest hit songs and and it usually comes down to yeah we decided to write this it took us 10 minutes and yeah and now all of a sense one of the greatest ever songs ever written you know and, and it just always amazes me uh not only the song but the the details behind the song you know what it took to make it or if it took any effort to make it and I actually just looked it up. They were together from 62 to 70. Wow. So not even nine years. That is amazing. Yep. I mean, and, and to think about the, the impact that they will forever have made yep. in, in music is just mind boggling. Yeah, that's true. That's crazy. <laughs> that's because yeah. they probably have more. I'm sure they do. They have more albums than years they were together. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Without a <laughs> doubt. Without a doubt. So, but yeah, um, but yeah, so that was our, our new segment. I hope you guys liked it. Uh, we'll definitely uh, come up with some more as, as time goes, but that, I guess we'll call that officially naming it, titling it mystery sound clip. Yes. Here at Stay tuned with Troy and Howie. So I guess we'll uh, move on over and kind of talk about, well, if you remember correctly, one of the original elephants in the room, <laughs> as we said, uh, but uh but uh, we're, COVID. I guess, COVID, you know, the impact COVID, that yep. COVID is having or not having, depending on how you look at it and, you know, what side you're swinging from. But uh, here in Pennsylvania, and actually, to be honest with you, not just Pennsylvania, probably throughout the entire country now, uh, things seem to be flatlining in regards to uh, the curve, as we yes. refer to it as. And uh, I know in Pennsylvania, we follow a three-color guideline, you know, yellow, red, green, and uh, red being the worst as far as uh, quarantining and restrictions are concerned. And uh, for what I remember, what I'm understanding, not a single county in Pennsylvania is within that red phase. Nope. So, Everybody that was in uh, officially got moved out Friday. Yes. Um, yes. So, yeah, Friday. So now everybody's in our state is at least in the yellow now. Mm-hmm. Um that means, you know, some outdoor seating and stuff for restaurants and, um, and you yeah. know, things like that. Um, so hopefully, um, you know, soon we'll be pushed into green. And that doesn't mean that we still can't, you know, um, yeah. go around and just, you know, be irresponsible what we're doing. We still want to be aware of our surroundings and, mm-hmm. and probably still want to stick to some social distancing and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but it'll be, it'll be nice to hopefully – get into some restaurants and start supporting some of these businesses that have really been hurting, not just restaurants, but the one that really particularly uh, hits me because I have a couple friends in the industry is the, uh, the hair industry, the salon industry. That oh, type I of know. Thing. I know. Um, they're, they're really hurting right now. And it, it really be great to see 
you know, things open up for them so that they can start Mm -hmm. not just, um, you know, getting their business going, but helping their clients as well, because I know people are getting going crazy with their hair and their nails. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what, when they, and when they open back up, I don't think I want to be within a mile of any of those places because they are going to be jam packed. Yes. So, which is good because uh, they need business to uh, return and not only return, but return with a flurry. So, uh, yeah. So we have, we had yeah, talked last week about, um, you know, with all these protests going on and the riots mm-hmm. and everything, and is, you know, was this going to affect COVID at all? And, and so far, it doesn't appear it has. Um, no, no. You think about some of the, uh, not, I guess, well, I mean, some of the protests that have turned violent, which means there's a lot of face to face interaction, hands on interaction. You know, places like New York City, Los Angeles, they experienced a lot of, uh, violent protests, I guess. I don't even want to call it violent protests. I'm just going to call it a riot because protest is a lot different than a riot. Yeah. And, uh, and, and those folks that participated in the uh, riots, you know, I'm not hearing an influx of uh, numbers as far as people with COVID since. And, and especially when you think about the police officers and the first responders that are mm-hmm. involved in all this, you know, I'm not hearing a spike in them either, which is yeah. good. Yeah, this, that is good. Um, now, I don't know if some of that has to do with the warmer weather, too, because they, <laughs> I do remember hearing when, this, when the virus first came out that mm-hmm. uh, they thought that when the warmer weather came around that it would kill the virus a lot quicker. Um, yeah. So I don't, know, I don't know if that plays into it as well. I have um, no idea. I think I think anybody's guess is as good as the next at this point. Yeah. And the other thing I was wondering, too, is how long once you're exposed to the virus until you actually start showing symptoms, too. So who knows, you know, these protests and these riots mm-hmm. and stuff, you know, they started happening, what, roughly maybe about a week and a half ago. Yeah. Um, may- maybe it takes two weeks to actually start seeing symptoms. So maybe we'll only still see those numbers go up. I don't know. Well, Troy, you, I think you nailed it on the head because from what I've heard from more than one, in quotes, professional expert is that it does take a week to two for symptoms to start showing up. And so, you know, I would say next week at this time when we're talking, if symptoms are not showing up and things are continuing to, to flatline, so to speak, I think we're I think we're headed to the clear. That's my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I so. think so, too. At least until winter when who knows, you know, yeah. viruses are obviously can live a lot longer in the colder yep. environment. So, you know, who's to say that it, it won't spike again when when fall and winter roll around again? Yeah, I hope um, not, but we'll see. Oh, me too. Me too. <laughs> Yeah, I will say, though, that, you know, I was technically supposed to be talking to you from uh, from the Poconos. And so there are places that are still closed as a result of this. Yeah, that's pandemic. a bummer. So, yeah, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to uh, to hang out there for the weekend. Uh, but I am planning on still going to Tennessee and I guess at the end of July. So I'm I'm really, really hoping that things are going to be completely open by then. So, yeah, I, I think we'll, I think if not, I think things are going to be a lot more lenient at that mm-hmm. time. I, sure I, I think, so. I think people I mean, are going to get sick of it. Number one. Well, yeah, but I think we've moved. It seems like it's been forever, mm-hmm. but it's really only been what about two and a half months or so that we, this quarantine thing kind of started. Well, and it seems, yeah, it seems like we've moved you know, fairly well um, mm-hmm. through, through this whole thing. And, and we're 
you know, kind of, kind of getting back to a little bit of normalcy. And as, yeah. as we talked about, it's, you know, I don't want to hear anything about this new. Normal, <laughs> yeah. No new normal quotes. Yeah. Yeah. This let's just get back to normal. Let's not do a new normal. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, uh, I did hear, I don't know if you heard this though, uh, that the uh, sports venues are uh, at least here in Pennsylvania are not allowed to have fans yet. Yeah. I so. did hear uh different, uh, I think it's, I think the states are the ones uh, deciding that, and they are. I, I think I think California I think is another one that's not allowing fans yet at this point. Okay, um, but it sounds like Florida uh, is kind of almost kind of leading the trend, really. If I'm if I'm reading things correctly, because I think that's why a lot of places are looking to a lot of sporting events are looking to go there because mm-hmm. they they I think they are going to allow some fans into. Like when the basketball thing starts up, I think they're going to be allowing some fans in there. If I'm, if okay. I was looking at it correctly, yeah. Well, um, <clears throat> I'm ready so, for it. <laughs> yeah. So Let's see what happens. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I guess before COVID, we were kind of talking about, you know, I guess arguably the greatest band of all time. Uh, and then we can maybe move into our our next segment if you're if you're cool with that, uh, Troy. And yeah, talk let's about go with the, it. Uh, speaking of goats. You know, the last uh, dance. Yeah, the last dance. We kind of talked about, uh, you know, who do who do we think is better? You know, what's the debate uh, between Jordan and LeBron? And I will say that probably you and I have the same opinion as far as who we think is better between the two. Yes. But I will say, if I were coming into this not watching either Michael Jordan or LeBron James, I would look at the stats without looking at playoffs and championships and all that stuff. And I would say, wow, LeBron, LeBron's holding his own, not only holding his own, but I could see why people would consider giving him the edge in regards to the greatest of all time. What do you think? Yes. Oh no, I totally agree. And if you're looking at specifically just statistics, Mm -hmm. um, you would definitely have to give LeBron the edge on that. Um, Right. the, The thing that I always try to tell I grew up watching Jordan. I was a huge Bulls fan. I still, I mean, I still am a Bulls fan. I'm not as big a fan as I, as I once was just because they've been irrelevant for how long now. Um, (laughs) Right. But um, there was just something it's like, I try to explain to to the people that didn't get a chance to watch him. Mm -hmm. Like the game was over before it started with him. Like he just got in your head and like it, it was, he beat you mentally before the, before you even tipped off. It was, it was, it's, it's hard to explain, but I think what he doesn't get is he doesn't get his just due in this. And I think his trash talking, uh, he, he was, he was pretty good at that too. Yes. Yeah, he was. And, and he, as, as I watched from the last dance, um, you know, series that they did, and I kind of knew this before, mm-hmm. but he, he always had, to try to find something just, just enough to kind of, even if it was something minute to tick yes. him off and put him over the edge. Yeah. And he would use that as motivation and drive that dagger right into you. And, and you know, yeah. And, and when you agree, as far as when we compare the two eras, not only the Jordan versus LeBron, but compare the era of basketball that they have played in. And I think competitive wise, uh, there was a little more distaste 
uh, towards the person that you were playing as opposed to what you're seeing today, in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. And not only that, but defenses were a lot more physical back then. Oh, a lot more physical. You think about you think about the bad boys of uh, the Detroit Pistons, who kind of Jordan's Bulls kind of took the reign from them. Yes, uh, especially when you were watching the Last Dance, and oh my gosh, uh, I did not realize. By the way, from the Last Dance, I did not realize how much Isaiah Thomas really did not care for Jordan, which well, even to this day, yeah, and vice versa for sure, yeah. for sure. Um, so. Yeah, they to this day they still do not get along, and there's been the rumors that uh, you know Isaiah would have made the dream team, but Jordan had a say <laughs> in that in that not happening. Yeah. And there was even an audio clip that came out after that stating that you know if if Isaiah was picked that Jordan Jordan himself said he wasn't going to be on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> People can look into that how they want. Um, yeah, but let's face it, you know. It, if you're going to build a team, you got to have the guys get along, you know, and without a if, doubt, you know, so, and you know, nothing against Isaiah cause he was great. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to pick between Isaiah and Jordan, it's pretty obvious who you're going to go with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've <laughs> never ever seen a player uh, like Jordan take over a game the way he did. I mean, it was just, just Unbelievable. In fact, I, I was a I was a fan of the NBA back in that day, during that era, back in the uh, mid to late eighties and nineties. Mm-hmm. And it was because of Jordan, really. Uh, it was yeah. it was because of watching what this guy can do. Uh, I mean, that's kind of how I got involved in uh, getting interested in hockey. You know, because I got interested in hockey because of the same type of thing where I watched a guy by the name of Mario Lemieux yep. take over a game. And I was yep. like, man, it just interests me so much that I just became intrigued and wanted to see more. And uh, yeah. so you think about that era of Jordan. Uh, think about who else played in that in that era too. Uh, yeah. You know, Magic, uh, and you know Bird. Isaiah Thomas. You can't throw him out of there. Uh, yeah, Larry Bird, and maybe even a little. I guess Dr. J even played a little bit in the beginning of uh, Jordan's era. You know, uh, yeah, uh, he was on the tail end of his career when kind of Jordan was uh, mm-hmm. was taken off. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I guess yeah, depending was, uh, on who you. Yeah. And I guess depending on who you look at, you know, if we if we talk to somebody who was in their 60s, you, you might hear uh, a different debate where they say, no, I don't think Jordan or LeBron are the greatest. I would say Dr. J or, or Will Chamberlain or Kareem. Yep. You know, there's a lot of players that uh, I guess it all depends on the era that you became a fan of. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think um, I think a majority of people in our age group, probably mm-hmm. the majority would lean towards Jordan on that. Um, yeah. And I think a little, you know, like our children, that generation, they probably lead a little bit more towards the LeBron. Yeah. But the, it, it is a hard comparison because it is two very different types of basketball. Mm. Um, the game was not nearly as dependent on three pointers as it, as it is now. Right. I mean, now you, now you got guys crossing half court and pulling up shots, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you never had that back in Jordan's day, you know? No. Um, you, you set up your, you went down there, you set up your offense and you were looking for an easy basket. You know, you, you weren't settling for, for an outside shot unless that's all you could come up with at that point. Or if you needed Mm -hmm. the, you know, needed the points, the extra, you know, whatever. Right. But now it seems like they're setting up their offense to look for that outside shot. When before it was always you were setting up your offense to try to get closer to the basket, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so true. So, 
So true. But yeah, I mean, if you look at the if you look at the numbers uh, as far as regular season stats, uh, Jordan averaged thirty point one points per game. LeBron twenty seven point one. So obviously, check Jordan on that one. Rebounds, LeBron over Jordan. But, you know, that one's a little skewed because, in my opinion, the Bulls had the greatest rebounder of all time. Yeah. You know, so well, imagine how many. That's towards yeah, the end of ahead. his career. Well, even before that, too, they did have Horace Grant. He was a pretty darn good rebounder, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? That's so, true. In fact, they got rid of Horace Grant in and, favor and let's, of And let's look at it, too. Rodman. It is two different positions. So let's keep that in mind, too. You know, we have a, mm-hmm. we have a guard and we have a forward, you know, and typically right. forwards, even though you could call – LeBron kind of a point forward, really, because he is a distributor. Um, yeah. But forwards are always going to be typically closer to the basket for those rebounds. So for him to have more mm-hmm. rebounds isn't really that surprising, to be honest. No. And no. Jordan's mentality was always score first, pass second. Whereas yeah. I think I think LeBron um, always looks to distribute more than he does to score mm-hmm. himself more. So it is that's that's the other thing that kind of makes it hard. I almost compare LeBron more to Magic than I do to Jordan. Okay. I think he I think he was very I think he's a very similar skill set to what Magic was. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so if you want to say that's a knock, then take it for what you will. But to me, <laughs> you know, I would still throw LeBron definitely top five, probably even top three, to be honest. Um, yeah. I, to me, if you're asking my personal opinion. Um, I'm going to put, I'm gonna, always going to put Jordan one and I probably would put Kobe two because okay. it's just, I think Kobe was as close to Jordan as you could get with that mentality, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and I think you, you hit it right there. In my opinion, you know, we're throwing out in my opinion a lot here, but, but it really is. <laughs> well, that's uh, all it is. Right. Yeah, exactly. In my opinion, though, uh, I think Kobe was, you know, the last of, a, a true dying breed of NBA elites in the way that Kobe, Jordan, throw in Larry Bird, throw in Magic. Those guys took the court for one reason and one reason only, mm-hmm. and that was to win and to win championships. I don't believe players in this era are – as driven to win a championship as they used to be. It doesn't and, seem and, that way. It definitely seems no. more, more um, financially. More business. Yeah. It's going to say and, more business driven and markability to be marketable. Mark. However you say that word. Yeah. Marketability. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely yeah seems you're like right. It definitely seems like there's more of a financial thing that they're looking for rather than how am I, how's my, uh, legend going to be known as, or how is my mm-hmm. legacy going to be known as? Um, right. It was just, you know, with Jordan in particular, there was just such a killer instinct. And boy, oh boy, I, I, I certainly wish he would have never came back and tried to play with the Wizards. And, <laughs> and, and not that he played bad, he didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But for that last 40 seconds of game six in 1998 against Utah, but not only he went down, easy layup. Then he comes down the court, makes that steal from Carl Malone, mm-hmm. drives down and hits that game winner with what five point whatever seconds yeah. left. Yeah, that, I mean, how much better could have it ended than that? I mean, honestly, I, yeah, I was gonna say that's how you want to go out. 
That's how I mean, you want to go out. But in the clip of The Last Dance, which was episode 10, the last one, they mm-hmm. specifically asked him about that. You know, how, how do you feel that you, you know, how do you feel about yourself now that you, knowing you went out on top of your game on your own terms, that type of thing? When, and he said, actually, he said, it, it drives me crazy because hmm. I think we could have won seven. Oh. And, and if they could have got, he said, if the whole band would have came back together, he wanted to come back for number seven. And he thinks that even though there was some, you know, people that were disgruntled about things that he thinks it would have all came together. He thinks the hardest one to convince probably would have been Scotty. Um, yeah. But he thinks that he could have convinced them. I think so. so too. I think, I mean, Scotty, Scotty Pippen, there's a guy you want to talk about who probably doesn't get the uh, accolades that he might deserve. Well, he had a pretty big shadow he was in. Yeah, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> But what I will say what I took from the last dance, uh, you know, from the episodes that I watched was how much um, respect Michael Jordan had for someone like a Dennis Rodman, you mm-hmm. know, and to look at him as potentially the greatest defender of all time. And then when you start, when they start looking at the clips as far as how Dennis Rodman prepared for a game and yeah. and how he was able to, like he was, he was doing analytical data probably before analytical data was even popular. I, I never would have guessed as lackadaisical <laughs> and as easy come, easy go as he yeah. seemed. When, when he was in that game and when he was on that practice court, like he was as serious as they came. And yeah. I, I just, that blew me away in that documentary too, to, to see that because I never would have mm-hmm. guessed that from him. I would have thought no. he would have just been out there goofing around and, you know, yep. not taking things serious, one. but he was, you know, watching film on players to see what moves they make and where he should position himself for rebounds when they miss shots. And mm-hmm. like, it was unbelievable how, how deep and, and uh, insightful he was looking into those things. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. So yeah, definitely Dennis Rodman. Uh, yeah. He, he had, he got a whole new respect from me at least. And I was always a fan of him. And I think I was more of a fan from him from an entertainment standpoint than I oh, was absolutely. as mostly as a player. But I'll tell you what, I gained so much more respect from him as a player after watching uh, The Last Dance. Yep, but I agree. In my opinion, once again, I will say, <laughs> <laughs> I will say that uh, how I've always judged myself as, a, as an athlete and how I always – uh, you know, because I've, you know, I, I won the MVP in baseball. I've, I've done this and done that. I've won the gold glove and all that stuff. And, uh, but I was never satisfied unless I won the championship. Well, it's the and, ultimate uh, goal for it. Should, it should be, it should be the ultimate it goal. It should be the that. goal. Yeah. yeah. It, it should be the ultimate goal. And unfortunately it doesn't seem to be that way. And I think people are, you know, the, the kids that are growing up in the LeBron era, you know, and I know I've used this term before, but, you know, they're growing up in a, everybody gets a, a trophy uh, mentality. And uh, so it's almost like the trophy for just participating has kind of diminished the actual trophy for winning the championship. Yes. You know, it kind of put a, kind of watered it down a little bit so to speak so yeah i'm just i'm gonna get a trophy anyway so i might as well yeah you know do whatever i need to do i I think um 
you know, I can, you know, remember being a kid, you know, and having dreams of being a professional athlete and whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And, and as a kid, I wanted to do that because number one, I love the game, but number right. two, I always had a competitive edge to me about something, you know? Yeah. And now I fear that the kids want to move into athletics, not because they have a comp- competitive uh, competition or because mm-hmm. they um, love the game so much, but I think they just see how famous and how um, much money these guys make. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, not that that's a bad motivation. It isn't, but yeah. it, it doesn't bring the same level of competition as there used to be. Yeah, exactly. Practice. Who needs practice? <laughs> remember, remember who said there, that? Huh? Yeah, yeah. That, we could have saved that for a mystery sound clip. Yeah, there we go. Well, we still can. I didn't. I didn't mention who it was. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. I mean that that's coming from some of the players. You know that it's like, you know, I don't need to practice. I, I'm I'm already gifted, and, and and you see that, and I see that in every sport, even today. Like back in the day, I would not have dreamed. In fact, I'll give you an example. Uh, when I played uh, for Legion Baseball here uh, in Pennsylvania, I played for one of the better teams in the state. And I remember we played in the, in the championship game, the state championship game. And, and we won the first game. I believe the score was like 26 to one. I mean, we just totally destroyed them. Second game, we lost one to nothing. Uh, they, they had, I don't remember the pitcher, but he ended up playing major league baseball. Mm-hmm. And then the third game, you know, we ended up losing like seven to five. So we finished second. And I remember to this day, I remember standing on the, uh, the chalk line and, uh, and, you know, we received our second place medals and everything. And I can tell you not a single player on that team was happy with that result. Yeah. Uh, you know, in fact, as soon as we walked off that field and I'm not exaggerating, every single one of us threw those medals in the trash. Oh my goodness. Yeah. To this day, I don't have that medal. And, and it was because our mentality was if we don't win the championship, this is not satisfactory enough. Right. And, uh, and I think, I think that would be the big difference. If I had to look at, if you want to talk about stats when it comes to Jordan versus LeBron James, uh, yeah, LeBron was in a lot of championships. In fact, he played in nine of them so far. Mm-hmm. He is, he is 35 years old right now. And, yeah. uh, he, you know, he does have a few years left in him. Uh, and well, I mean, geez, he's, the shape that he's in, he might have more than a few, Yeah, but you know, he played in nine championship games, but only has won three. Yep. Now Jordan played in six championship games. How many did he lose? Yeah. He didn't lose yeah, any. Zero. And, zero. and you know, if I, I'm trying to, you know, think back on this, but I think only maybe twice in his whole, you know, championship run, those six championships. Mm-hmm. Was he ever taken to a game seven in any playoff series? Not a think, single game seven. Well, not You're in the right. champion, not in the championships. Correct. But I'm talking about. I think. I think. Um, I think his last year in the uh-huh. Eastern Conference Finals against Indiana, they were taken to game seven. Oh yeah, yeah. You're and right. I believe in. It might have been um, '92 or '93, which one of those seasons with the Knicks? I think they might have went to a game seven. Mm-hmm. But 
Yeah, none of his championship games went to a game seven. That's that's pretty yeah. amazing too, really. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And and of those six championship games, how many of those championship series did Jordan win MVP of? All of them. All of them. Yeah. yeah. All of them. Yeah. All of them. Yeah, and you if know, I'm that, not that that says a lot. I think um didn't on on LeBron's three championships, he didn't win the MVP on one of them, right? Actually, he did. He won three of them. He won oh, he did. He, okay, he did. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm thinking of then. Yeah. No, he – I mean, yeah. Like I said, I mean, I'm not knacking his talent. He, Absolutely not. At this not. point in time, he, LeBron is the most talented basketball player on the court today. Absolutely. Uh, but how I measure greatness, I measure greatness through championships, in my opinion. Uh, I measure by the uh, number of rings you have and, and not only that, but when it came to championship time, you just knew, you knew without a doubt, Jordan was going to step it up and he was going to find a way to win at all costs. Yep. Yeah. Cause there's a, there's a clip in the documentary as well, where it says, uh, I think it's Bill Wennington and mm-hmm. he says, um, was, was Jordan, you know, tough on us? Yeah, he was. And he says, was he, was he an a-hole? Yeah. (laughs) Was he a great teammate? Yeah. He was, he was a, he was the best teammate, you know, because Jordan, not only did he, you know, strive for greatness for himself, but he wanted greatness from his teammates too. And he held them accountable for that. And he got into a few altercations with some of his teammates and there was one in there. Mm -hmm. It's it's famous by now about how him and Steve Kerr got into it. Yeah. But, you know, he even states after that, you know, he felt, so bad about what he did you know here i am picking on the smallest guy on the court but <laughs> but steve kerr stood up for himself and he, he sure gained did. he gained a great deal of respect for steve kerr after that yeah you know so you know it just goes to show you that you know sometimes when somebody's you know getting on your case about something it doesn't necessarily mean they don't like you it's just maybe sometimes they expect more from you you know mm-hmm and and that's yeah. all that Jordan wanted. He just he he expected to win. He expected greatness from from himself, and he wasn't going to accept any less from his teammates. Right. And if he's going to show up to the court, he's going to show up because he wants to win, and everybody else better be on board. Exactly. That's not a bad attitude to have. It isn't. So, um, uh, and 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 it's kind of ironic that Steve Kerr is probably responsible for a few of LeBron not winning the championship. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So yeah. it is kind of. It's kind of interesting in that respect. Yeah, I don't know what what was that three or four straight years that uh, Golden State and and uh, LeBron went at it. Yeah, yeah, and how'd that end up? I, I think what LeBron won one of those against them. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe you're right. I yeah, it was, it was like one, the first one. Uh, I think it was like sixteen. I think I don't remember, but yeah, that that was the one where they came down when they were down three and one and came back to them. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Yeah, but yeah, again, I mean, there's a lot take, of different things. Not to take yeah. anything away from LeBron at all, because he certainly yeah. is is he's in the debate, I mean, and you can't take that away from him. He's a, he's at least in yep. the debate, and um, you know, but I'm just going off of what I seen and mm-hmm. what I uh, measure things upon, and like you know, just what everything that Jordan did was based upon winning. And yeah. I, I just don't see that same mentality from so many guys today. And, no. and, and that's including LeBron. Yeah, I agree. And that's sort of how I judge. Honestly, that's like even in football. I, and you know me as well as anybody that 
I do not like Tom Brady and the Patriots, <laughs> you know, and, you know, but when you have to talk about who the greatest quarterback of all time is, I, I don't have an argument no. against Tom Brady no. because I, like I said, I measure, I measure greatness on championships yep. and Tom Brady, Tom Brady earned it. He, he earned that respect. Uh, he's, he's another one. I, in fact, you want to talk about a, uh, the last of a dying breed. He's a good example of that in football. Yeah, I would agree. You know, uh, I, I, like I said, I don't, I don't care for him. And yeah, you, especially <laughs> you, your team faces them twice every year. Yeah. But, uh, well, not, any, but, well, uh, not yeah, him anymore. Not any, yeah, I was going to say not him anymore, but yeah, it's, but Tom Thank Brady, goodness. I mean, geez. Yeah. And I feel the same way, even as a Steelers fan, because we, we met up uh, quite a few times in the playoffs. Yep. And, and you, uh, you pretty much knew going into should... it that you uh, more than likely were going to lose. Yeah, yeah. Same Sadly thing. enough. Yeah. Sadly enough. But yeah, it was so, the same but... thing. Now I'm a Michigan, mm-hmm. you know, college fan, so okay. it, it was always a tough thing for me because you know <laughs> I I, so you can I have try... a little respect. Well, yeah, I always try to root for for the Michigan guys when they make it to a you know to a Super Bowl or whatever that type of thing. But man, mm-hmm. I just I could never find myself rooting for him. <laughs> no, I know it's tough. Um, it's tough. So anyway, we did transition. But anyway, yeah, we transitioned out of Jordan there a little bit. So just to kind of, you know, tie up the loose ends here, uh, you know, you and I are both in agreement that that Jordan at this point is definitely still the greatest basketball player of all time. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's certainly an argument to be made for LeBron, and he certainly is at least in the discussion. Without a doubt, without a doubt. So, and it, and it all depends on how you measure greatness. You know, if you're measuring it on pure stats, you have a good argument. Uh, if you're measuring it on championships, I really don't know that there is a true argument there. Yeah, I would agree. So, but, but that's neither here nor there. And uh, it all depends on, like I said, the era of fandomship that you have. So, so that so with that being said, go yeah, ahead. I was just going to say let's uh, let's go into our little segment here that we started last week with uh, throwing a few uh, trivia questions at each other. <laughs> yeah, um, I want to stump you this time. Well, I'm hoping to stump you too. Now, the first one, <laughs> the first one I'm going to give you, I, I think you're going to get. Okay. Um, but it kind of just played along with the uh, the theme I was using, so sure. that's kind of why I went with the question. So I'll throw the easy one at you here first. And like I said, okay. I, th- I think you'll get this one. So um, who was the first Pittsburgh Pirate player inducted into the Hall of Fame? Honus Wagner. Yep, you got it. I figured you would get that one. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I think he was inducted in the very first Hall of Fame. Like, he was the first. Um, in the first class. In the first class, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I, could I, be I, didn't, I didn't look into it that deeply, but, um, yeah, that, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. do we want to alternate right. again or? So- yeah, let's okay. alternate. I like that. Okay. Uh, let me see here. I'm gonna give you one. Uh, I'm gonna give you one that maybe you should know. Okay. And have the Buffalo Bills ever won the entire football championship? They, they did. Um, I'm trying to remember the years. It was the AFL. Okay. It was, yep. I believe it was 1964 and 1965, if I'm not mistaken. Wow, listen to you. Okay. All right, Smarty, uh, who'd they beat? Both uh, you, both those years, by the way. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> was it the Chiefs? 
no, same division. Chargers. But uh, Chargers, yep. yeah. Okay. They beat I knew, San Diego Chargers. They, they lost to the Chiefs in the AFL championship, the first Super Bowl. They would have actually been oh. the first Super Bowl, but they lost to the Chiefs that year. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, wow. they um the the cuz the Chiefs and the Packers were the Super Super Bowl 1, but the uh, yes. the Bills lost to the Chiefs in that wow. in that first AFL championship to represent the uh, AFL in the Super Bowl. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so I I saw that stat and I'm like, "Oh, that's kind of cool. I didn't realize Buffalo um won the uh won the championship at that Yeah. Time. Yeah, that was back before uh, the leagues had merged. Yep. Okay. Okay. Right. So let's uh, let's stay on my little uh, first player here thing. <laughs> my first player. Okay. So the first Pittsburgh Steelers player inducted into the Hall of Fame. Do you know who that was? Oh, you know what? I I'm gonna say I don't because I think it was a player from the '60s. And once you tell me the name, I'll know it. But for just a just for pure guess, I'm just gonna say. I want to say Ernie something. Nope. This is actually okay. a guy. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame in uh, 1963. And okay. his, name, his name is Johnny McNally. Oh, and they called I did him, not know that. They called him Johnny Blood. Um, and uh, the little blurb here I have, it says uh, he <clears throat> actually left college a year early and changed his name to, college, to, um, to Johnny Blood. So he would still have his year of eligibility left in college if he wanted to. That's okay. What, yeah. And um, they said he was, um, he was a wide receiver, but he, this was back when uh, they played both ways. So he also played de- defense. Yeah. And here's a little bit of a thing. He played for um, Pittsburgh, but back then they were known as the Pittsburgh Pirates yes, in 1934. Were. But then in 1937 and 1938, not only did he play for them, but he was also their coach. Oh. And – I did not know. He that played for either. some other teams here and there in between there, but the one that I found most interesting was he played for the 1928 Pottsville Maroons. Oh, and you know they were in the championship at one year. Well, I think it was 1920 it was either 25 or 26, I don't remember the exact year, but yeah, yeah they they won the championship. But it does not yes. it does not go noticed. It's it's um because they refused to play some team for some reason. I don't remember all the history behind it, but it, it does not get recognized mm-hmm. as a championship because of that. But they went undefeated. Wow. They went undefeated that, wow. that, that, that team. Now, he wasn't on that team because um, he only played for Pottsville one year in 1928. Yeah. But, Isn't uh, that something? Yeah. He died uh, November 28th, 1985 at the, at the age of 82. Okay. So, Johnny oh, Blood, Johnny McNally. There's, one, there's a name for Johnny you. Blood. Yep. Yeah, I'll have to remember that. But – uh, yeah, the Pottsville thing, that always floors me to know that. And, and for folks that don't know here in Pennsylvania, Pottsville is probably, well, it's in the coal regions, yes. number one. And uh, it's also the home of uh, Yangling Beer. Yes. So Yangling Beer was still, was thriving even during that time. Yeah, so, yeah, because I think that's like uh, a so fifth generation a uh, company by yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. Well, the it's the oldest American brewery, yep. actually. Yeah. And uh yeah, so imagine that during that era. Yeah, that's something, isn't it? It sure is. So, All right, so I'm going to throw out here. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but obviously we, we talk about Buffalo Bills. We talk about the Sabres and hockey. Did you know that Buffalo had a pro baseball team? 
Yeah. And they started in 1879. Oof. So you're going to ask me what their mascot was or what their name was? I am. Well, yeah, I'm going to ask you what their name was. The Buffalo something. Okay, I know. To be honest with you, yeah, go ahead. I know there was a basketball team, um, Mm -hmm. which eventually became the Clippers. And I think that was I think that was the Buffalo Braves, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, are you? Is that your guess? No, 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 baseball? no. That's that's the basketball. Oh, for you so, know what? That I don't know. In that I don't know. Baseball. I'm I'll just gonna I'm hint. just gonna go with. Okay, go ahead. I mean, I was gonna I was gonna, I was gonna go say, with. Yeah, go ahead. Let me hear you. I was guess. just gonna say I was gonna go with the obvious and say Buffalo Bison, but you would be actually correct. Really? Yeah. <laughs> 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 wow! Look at you. Yeah, they started in 1879 in the National League. They also played in I well they currently play in the Eastern League I believe yeah. I think they still play in the Eastern League. They also used to play in the Western League and also the American League. Wow, yeah, so, I, I didn't realize that. Wow, yeah, yep. So yep, they were the Buffalo Bisons even back then. Yeah, that that was that was going to be my guess. It just it just seemed like the obvious answer because that was a lot of uh, and a lot of teams from Buffalo back then went by the Bison or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So that was, yep, that was why sense. I went with that. But yeah, interesting. I did not well, know that. <laughs> yeah. So we had two right. firsts that I gave you. <laughs> now I'm yes. going to give you a last. Oh, no. <clears throat> the last time a goalie appeared on the ice without a mask was a Penguins goalie. Who was it? <laughs> oh, um, he's the current GM of the Penguins. Is he? Or he was it. No, he was. Jim Rutherford. Oh, uh, that's not the answer I came up. I have Andy Brown. Oh, okay. Yeah, my guess would have been Jim because Jim, uh, he was a goalie for the Penguins. And, uh, in fact, I think Jim uh, Rutherford was, he was a goalie for the original Penguins team in 1967. But Yeah, here we go. Um, I I'm, I'm just looked it up real quick just to verify, but it says uh, okay. Andy Brown. Um, he was the last goalie to play without a mask in the NHL on April 7th, 1974 in a 6-3 oh loss to the Atlanta Flames. I, I, to, Can to you imagine? Day, I, I just, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I remember watching hockey when there were no helmets <clears throat> yeah. or, or few helmets, sure. I should say. right. You know, but yeah, isn't that, I know, I could not imagine. Can you imagine getting a I mean, slap shot at your face? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't understand it. In fact, I don't even know how players today don't wear full face Shields. guard. Yeah. Yeah. Like, kind of like you see in college hockey. Yeah. You see that a lot of times you know? where um, the, the puck will come up under their half shield or whatever and still hit him yeah. in the face. But well, I was going to say it knocked uh, Sidney Crosby out for quite a time. Yeah. That way. Yeah, you have a few yeah. hockey players that lost a lot of teeth that way. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. Wow, you stumped me on two or three this week. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I'm feeling some sort of way. I just got done telling you about how competitive I am. <laughs> you, know, you do that to me. How how rude. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it's all good. It's hey, all good. Stump me on your well, last one. You know what? Based on you answering the first two, I'm thinking you're probably even going to know this. So let's see what happens. Uh, we obviously know about the Bills and their string of AFC championships mm-hmm. in the 90s. But there is another pro team that put together a string of championships 
in the 90s. That would have been in 92, 93, and 96. Do you remember or do you know what sport or what team that was? Ooh, my guess is, wow. I'm making sure I'm right here. I'm trying to make sure I'm not missing something, but my, my initial thought was the Buffalo Bandits and lacrosse. Okay. Am I wrong? You are correct. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking there might be a soccer team, but I, I wasn't sure. No. But yeah, that was my first. Yeah, my, they won the championship. My first initial thought was the Buffalo Bandits and, and lacrosse. Wow, I'm shocked you don't live in Buffalo. I know. I almost did. Oh, really? I looked into it when we when I was working at the radio station. I was looking into uh, enrolling at a school up there and just staying up there a little bit. I remember that University of Buffalo. Yeah, or that, or or uh, Buffalo State was another one I was looking at up there. Yeah. Okay. Just because I didn't know what you know, I didn't know where I was going with my life yet. You know, so yeah, yeah. I just wanted to see That's if I could get out of town and maybe get an education somewhere and. You mm-hmm. know. But I did. Well, I will. <laughs> <laughs> You're here. Yep. Welcome, welcome to good old Central Pennsylvania. Yep. Right, still here. That's right. That's right. Well, I am too, so I feel your pain. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they won in '92, '93, and '96. Wow. Now the Buffalo Bandits in all three of those championships, they beat the same team. Do you know who that might have been? Wow. I, I I really don't know any other lacrosse team, so no, I, I wouldn't. Uh, I, I'm going to guess somebody from the D.C. area, but I don't know. Okay. Well, maybe about three hours uh, north of D.C. <laughs> uh, Philadelphia Wings. Oh, nice. Okay. And isn't it funny that wouldn't you think Buffalo would be better named the Wings than Philadelphia? That would have been pretty good, actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo wing. It would have got people off their but, game going there, you know. Yeah, without a doubt. We're without going to doubt. we're going yeah, to play so. the Buffalo Wings. Uh, speaking of wings, let's go get some. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. But yeah, so uh, wow. I'll tell you what, you amazed me I, with the uh, the knowledge you had. You, you threw me off there though, because you, you you threw some stuff out that wasn't spe- specifically about um, our um, our you know football and, and hockey teams. So yeah. you, you did throw me off there. I, I tried. I don't think I did a good job of it, though. <laughs> <laughs> you, well, you know you what? Me, I'm going to say you think, are the true goat. You made me think because um, I, I definitely will tell you that the uh, the baseball question was a total guess. I did not know that. Oh, one. okay. Yeah. Yeah, I figured that if I, I – I wanted to use that one because if you had to guess at least, you know, if you're aware that there is a baseball team, you know, of the Bisons – at the very least, you're you're gonna guess something along those lines. Yeah. Like, wow. I I think yeah, they used to. I think they used to be the farm club for the Mets. But I believe so. But I don't think they are anymore. I I think I think they're associated yeah. with Toronto now. I think. I I think you're right because the new farm club for the Mets. I think in that time, I don't know if they still are. Is Binghamton? Okay. So that, of the Eastern. Yeah, League. that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Wow. So there we have it, and uh, but yeah, we're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to come up with something for next week. Yeah, I'm afraid, man. You're, you're you're starting to dig deep now. <laughs> I, I you better believe you it. Are, I have to. You are gonna pull out those groundskeeper questions, aren't you? <laughs> if I have to, <laughs> if I have to, it looks like I might have to. So, but uh, but yeah. So, uh, but to kind of recap it today, we definitely uh, we mourn the loss of Mike Ebersole, and uh, we're sorry to see him go so soon. Uh, you know, we, we definitely talked about the, uh, 
We talked about Jordan versus LeBron. We talked a little bit about COVID. Uh, you know, there's a lot. Oh, we even, we even introduced our new segment, the mystery sound clip. Yep. And, uh, and that was Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band. And, mm. and we'll probably after digging on that, I we probably could have talked for an hour just on that alone. Yeah, we probably could have dug into that a lot more. But what we'll probably do mm-hmm. is um, we'll have something linked on our social media to kind of give you a clue and maybe let you yep. guess about what our next mystery sound clip will be. And then you'll have to stay tuned to, uh, to find out what the answer is. Pardon the pun. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good with me. And, uh, yeah, so, so I guess I'll let you, uh, I'll let you close it out. As I'll- Just to kind of go over everything again at the closing here, make sure you're, all of our social media pages, please uh, give us a like, give us a follow. Um, all the different podcasts you know, that, that you can find us on, whichever one it is, please subscribe. Uh, please rate us. Spread the word, too. Yeah, yeah. Please rate us. Please review and share. Um, we sure would appreciate it. And, and check out our merchandise page. Uh, go to tchip.com, T-E-E-C-H-I-P.com. And then right on the search bar on the top, it says, what are you looking for? And if you just type the two words, stay tuned, you'll, it'll bring you to our merchandise, and you can click on whatever you're looking for there, whether it be you know, men's merchandise, women's merchandise, children's merchandise, household merchandise, whatever it might be. And uh, we sure would appreciate that as well. So for Howie, I'm Troy. And someday the mountain might get him, but the law never will. Making their way the only way they know how. That's just a little bit old in the novel allow. Just a good old boy. Wouldn't change if they could Fighting the system like a two modern day Robin Hood